0: Thank you.
1: to the A4NO, B4YES podcast, the Zelda-themed podcast where we go chapter by chapter through the Legend of Zelda. We are covering Tears of the Kingdom this season, and we just got done going all across Hyrule with Penn, and I mean all across Hyrule to every stable, and it was a lot. And now this episode, oh, there's a crisis. There's a crisis at the castle. We gonna talk about it. My name is Anthony, and as always, I got my lovely co-hosts right next to me. But not really,
2: not physically. They're just here in the void space. My name is Ryan Fonzi, and I'm enjoying a cup of chocolate milk, and I don't care who knows. And I'm Cameron Hagee. My cat's in heat, but I did everything to prevent you from being able to hear it. Sorry if you do. <laughs> okay. You can tell we're all approaching this with different life situations going on. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. But yeah, we're going back to the main quest, guys. Now that we, uh, you know, finished the uh, the four regional phenomena, uh, we, you me. know, was it originally suggested to us to go back to Pura, and we ignored that demand to go do some Lucky clovering. and uh, so now we can actually go back and go talk to Pura back at the, uh, you know, lookout landing, the the HQ, if you oh, will, base. of Tears Kingdom. Yeah, and get into this conversation that gets pretty quickly interrupted. Um, I know that I I played this a while back (laughs) at this point. uh, I did go through some refresher uh, videos just to make sure I knew what I was talking about. But got to say, these conversations were not what I remembered them being. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) This one in particular is such a shotgun conversation like Pierre's is like oh so i heard about everything you did and she summarizes your entire adventure up to this point in in like a sentence heck yeah yeah she's like you went to all four regions and you dealt with them in their respective ways Uh it has to have something to do with the upheaval and you said that this uh princess lookalike is behind it all that's crazy anyway i want to talk to you about and then she gets interrupted by a blood moon yeah like right just then there right there and then she happens also, to look through the, uh, the telescope and we see what she also do.
1: I remember her saying, and I probably haven't gotten that far in the game yet. Maybe she reveals it, but she said she had something extremely important to share before
2: yeah. she got interrupted. And I just, yeah, I wanted to yeah. throw that out there. But that's, that's as far as she gets though. Yeah. So like like, she doesn't tell you what it is yet. I'm on, on the would. edge of my
1: seat. I need to know. <laughs>
2: Too bad, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we uh we look through this telescope at Hyrule Castle, and who do we see up on the floating island other than the person we've been looking for this whole time? Sidon. Prince Sidon. Uh. bro, he's on his bizarre adventures. Nah, we see we see the Zelda lookalike or Zelda, depending on how much totally you believe Zelda. in lookalikes. It's totally Zelda. Come on, it's kind of funny, right? I mean.
1: It's not even it. like she's, you know, up on on the castle like looking to the left or looking to the right or reading a book or looking up or looking at something. She's just looking directly through that lens on
2: the telescope like, "Hey, get over here now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely some some plot issues that I take with this that I mean, you might be able to explain away if you go in depth, but it really seems like this this person or this you know i mean we'll, we'll get more into it as we go but assuming that we didn't watch the memories which i know that we already have you you might not still know what's going on here actually, i actually haven't watched uh, that memory yet mm. okay so i didn't actually know what was going on here all right so this is, this is uh this would be a, a more revealing section of the game um in a in a in a good way for you i think but uh but yeah, we get the same the same Zelda that's been appearing before every other regional phenomena, like within uh well, well, like she kinda shows up inside the temples, right? Each time we've gone through them. Like inside or going into the entrance or the boss room or yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's always just involved somehow, is now is now coaxing us to uh Hyrule Castle. And so, I mean, Pura is totally on board. She's like, yeah, you should definitely go check that out. <laughs> so we, we do. We start heading she, that one. She does say, I'm sorry to always ask you to go into dangerous situations. Like, yeah, you always do, though, you know. It's never like, Link, we need some potatoes for the stew tonight. It's like, Link, there's a danger and uh, go risk your life. Wouldn't it be <laughs> great if they threw those quests in there? Link, we need onions. Yeah. <laughs> our, our people hunger for the layers, Link.
1: Link, we're making apple pie tonight. We need five apples. Oh well, don't you worry, because I got two hundred and forty-nine of them in my backpack.
2: We're making thirty pies. While (laughs) while you're getting them apples, can you go solve the Goron's rock addiction? The what now? (laughs) No, it's just on. It's on the way to your five apples, Link. I mean, come on, just got (laughs) this. Step on over there. Volcano's not even hot anymore. It's fine. It's fine. It's not even a big deal. We only have one person who can fight anything in this place. And that's you. <laughs> right. We are the Hontro. Pretty, but. pretty much. But uh, yeah, on, on the way to the castle, uh, as you approach, you do get stopped by yet another like voice of Zelda in your head situation. Or you just teleport up to Hyrule Castle, and then as soon as you get there, you get this? Yeah. If you yeah. have a... <laughs> If you've been to the castle before, as we all have, and you may have uh, either found a fast travel spot that is already there or used a travel medallion to return at will. Either way, you can just kind of cheat your way over. Yeah, not only did she
1: interrupt us
2: while we were flying over there or teleporting,
1: but she hijacked our puriped, like the nerve of that, and then marked a location for us to go to on the map.
2: That is that did also happen.
1: Yeah, I'm like, how, I, you can't just do that. How did <laughs> so you do my first, IP?
2: Yeah, the the <laughs> first one that we're trying, to use, man, we weren't using a strong enough uh VPN on that, man. <laughs> just, just Cracked the code. <laughs> um, but yeah, the first the first place we go is actually kind of a callback spot. It's one of the um the lookout towers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the second gatehouse, I think is what it's called. So we, we skipped the first gatehouse. Forget about that one. That one's not important for this. Yeah, get it out of you. But the second gatehouse is where we get our first marker. And as you approach, you can actually see the, the Zelda character model in the gatehouse from a distance. It's totally Zelda. Yeah, completely Zelda. If you pull out your pad and try to take a picture, it even highlights it as nothing. <laughs> because, mm-hmm. Really? Because it's so Zelda. Yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure nothing comes out. I don't, I don't even know if it gives a box around it. I think it's just like... Nope. It's just like when, um, you know, the Yiga pretended to be Zelda for that one Lucky Clover quest. It's just a no-name... Like, you can point your camera at it, but you're not going to get anything for that. True. Uh, but you can jump on in, uh, or, you know, run in, depending on which level you approach from. Uh, And she just kind of teleports away, and then... Walks away and then everything locks up, and you are then in a fight with a, a boss bacobblin and a whole troop of enemies. Scrubs. Easy. Were, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if this event scales to your level or not, but at this point, we fought so many of these things just exploring. It's barely an inconvenience. Pretty much. As I say, even though I haven't uh, played the game all that much recently, I was still. Able to just hop right back into it, which felt good because I was I, I kind of had nice. an idea that I was going into a combat heavy section thinking eh, it might be a little rusty on my controls, but I ended up getting by just fine. What's what's great about this game is that even if you don't play it for a while, if you have a save that's going uh, when you come back into it, you have so many tools at your disposal. You can find something that's like riding a bike. <laughs> yeah, pretty much yeah whether you know it's just attaching the right tool to your arrow or whatever like there's just so many things that you can do so many ways to approach a a fight where combat's never been the biggest obstacle in this game
1: (laughs) rue yeah cameron i'm sure those boss bacoblins were real hard with those gliok parts
2: that you have you can just you know use use it probably
1: one shot them
2: I mean, I have them. I even have a Gliac weapon in my inventory, but I didn't end up using any of those. I dropped, I think it was a white frock's horn is what I attached to my weapon to go into, like, a couple of these fights. Nice. Yeah. Are you
1: guys like me? Take a side note here, and maybe, you know, audience, you can chime in as well, maybe get a poll going, but do you guys cycle through your weapons from, like, least damage to most damage? Depend, like... Unless you're fighting a, a top-tier boss, like I always cycle from least damage to most damage. So I get the least damage weapons broken first, and then I kind of go up from there.
2: Oh, yeah, that's just, that's just resource management on my end. I mean, I, I definitely do that. Yeah. I use the things that I'm okay with breaking the most, <laughs> you know. and usually those are the weaker weapons. <laughs> um, sometimes I like to keep something around for utility's sake, but even that's not really an issue most of the time. I I try to keep like at least one of a different one of a couple different types of elemental weapons just chilling in case I need them. So like a fire weapon, an ice weapon, or maybe I'll have a lightning in there too. Like right now, I have multiple stabs that are throwing out uh, elements, chilling. But yeah. Usually, it just depends on how much I actually want to experience the combat. If I want to have fun in the combat, I'll go with like one of my weaker weapons. But if I kind of just want to blow them out of the water, I'll go with one of my stronger ones. I also like to save them when they're about to break though, and go back Mm -hmm. to the death mountain and get the, uh, Octoroks to clean them off for me and like bring them all the way back up to usable again. I have a couple of high 60, low 70 damage weapons. I've been like just keeping fresh every time it's about to break. Yeah. I I do that with some of the, Hmm. some of the, um, ones that that are harder to refine. Like, I mean, I, instead of like going and spending a bunch of pose all the time to get a new big Goron sword or a new you know, sword of the sages or whatever like I'll I'll just go and have them cleaned off by the Octoroks. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a chore, but it works really well, so.
0: It does. Um, And I think
2: it's pretty easy to find three or four of them, especially if you mark them on your map and just go revisit them each time. They're always in the same spot. Yeah. So getting back to what we were doing finding zelda because something's happening she's getting torn away from us and enemies are kidnapping her at every stop what's happening oh, we gotta oh, go yeah. find her again she's she's disappearing into a strange white light whenever we get anywhere near yeah a bunch of these little like ghost wisp white lights and then they disappear it's just whew. could it be twin rover <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Zapping sick around that would be sick the reveal using her as bait yeah no um <laughs> they're I mean they're 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 in a cutscene hiding somewhere, but they're not technically in this game. Just as a by the by. That'll be fun to talk about when we actually get there. But um Yeah, so we're on the first floor right now, and our yeah. next destination to find her is on basement floor three. And the next spot is the uh the library, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No I mean I was gonna say luckily we already did an episode that was and was like a really early on adventure episode where Anthony and I talked about going into the castle and doing all the different things. So I mean if you remember how to navigate this place from Breath of the Wild, you'd be in good shape. Otherwise, you know, it might be a little tricky to get to, but I wasn't planning on talking about my whole path from place to place. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah,
1: no. The only curve stone they really threw. If you do know the Breath of the Wild map is some of the places are displaced because half of the
2: castle's in the sky and half is on the ground. But other than yeah, that. I mean, there's also get. a couple hallways that have been blocked off by rubble that you can't use for yeah. convenience sake. I have never heard it called a curved stone instead of a curved ball.
1: Well, we're in Hyrule. Okay. They don't got they don't got balls.
2: There's no, there ain't they no baseball soccer. in Hyrule. <laughs> the stones, though.
1: They just play soccer with stones, you know? And get broken ankles.
2: And oh, no. I, 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 I believe that This time when we fight Zelda or when we fight this time when we get there Zelda does her same look at you all sad and like, "Oh, Link." And then poof, and then all of a sudden enemies. And this time it's a uh one of the uh, big guys with the eyeball. The Hinox. He knocks, yeah. Yeah. Enox in the library and then some uh, assorted uh, little guys. Yeah, it it's funny how many times we have to go through this process. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this. I mean, I think it's four times overall, but or maybe five times overall. I think it's five, five. Yeah, yeah. So there's the hinox in the library.
0: <laughs> it's like we're
1: playing Clue.
2: Yeah. Once we finish this, I mean, if you haven't explored the library already, there's the hidden rooms are still there. Go check them out. You know, don't forget thing- to put that knowledge on your shield. Don't forget to attach a book case to your shield and sword. Mm-hmm. Bend yourself with knowledge so everyone knows that you are an int build. <laughs> <laughs> and you can move on to the next section. because uh, the next one is actually Zelda's room, uh which is one of the more interesting rooms in the castle. Uh you can kind of climb up one of the towers and get to it from there. I think they're I think the only way in is from the broken wall, right? To her study, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, her study is out, like across the the bridge, like on a further pillar. Her room oh, is on man. the inside of that, like on the on the closer to the main castle part of that bridge. And this time we fight three flame lizards. Yeah, some fire lizards all up in Zelda's room. Yep, three of them. It's a uh, pretty close quarters too, so it wasn't the uh, the simplest because I went after one and then the other one's like kind of roasting my behind. Yeah, the fire breath is definitely a problem in a small room. I, otherwise, I would say that fighting Lizalfos in a small room is kind of ideal. True. Because they're, they're always trying to get distance, it seems, which can be frustrating. Like, they may be one of the harder things about fighting them, in my opinion. But uh, when they're fire, Lizalfos, it kind of turns that whole strat on its head because they do actually want to be close to you in that case. <laughs> yeah, for that fire breath that lasts like 10 seconds.
1: I got one strategy for them.
2: Yeah. Splash
1: Headshot. fruit. Well, yeah, I mean, headshots, just a clear cut every time. Nice, but, nice arrow. Uh, splash fruit, okay. Force Dweller spear.
2: Oh. For consistent bam, 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 splash damage. And everything just wet all the time. Mm hmm. throw yeah. opals at them There you go.
0: You have like some a lot opals. Of those
2: probably at this point in the adventure, get out right? your opal, throw it at your feet. You probably cleared this fight with two or three opals if you hit them right. Whole room floods. Everyone's washed out the side of the building. <laughs> we done unleashed the opals. <laughs> it's like one of those like um, spoof cartoons of Tears of the Kingdom. I can see it now. Just seeing a little cartoon link and a bunch of the Zalfos all spilling out of the side of the Zelda's room. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta animate it. Too many opals. I'd love to see that one day. The next one's like in a hallway, isn't it? The next one is actually, I think in the, in the training room, it's like in the guard area. Like the, I don't remember the guards quarters. I forget what the official name is. Oh yeah. But it's like in the upper level of that. So it's not a huge arena. Um, but you get in there and you end up fighting a bunch of moblins. Oh yeah. One silver. Yeah. Yeah. Like I took a little beating on I was going to say, I I was going to say that I think of all the fights that we've, that are in this section, that's probably the hardest one yeah because moblins don't, don't really flinch when you hit them they're just gonna smack you through it and he hurts and then and they a lot of health and a lot of times they don't hesitate either like they have a few yeah. moves that they wind up but a lot of times they'll just run forward and just swing at you like it's a basic you know sword slash or something even though they're carrying a giant club that's that's why i hate anything with a spear to be honest because spear guys will just be looking at you like hey what's up and then like Three seconds back in time, they're already jabbing their spear at you. <laughs> it's so fast. It feels like they're Zawelding me over here. Yeah. The only one they can move is Sidon Because he's doing a side <laughs> step. Because <laughs> he's side on, you know? Side on. He it reminds me of the
1: yeah. uh reminds me of that one guy in the prince show I, um, um, the name is escaping me the kings ranking of kings the oh yeah yeah the spear guy at the beginning of the show uh reminds me of him because there's just so fast with a spear like you it's even so do like dodge. a sidestep and like you know how normal animations in tears of the kingdom when you do the family secret technique of like slow dodging some of the animations take a while For them to execute but the spear always executes like instantly even in slow animation
2: i feel like the spear is so fast if you dodge late on it it might actually like clip through your character model while you're like getting out of the way of it it's so fast yeah it's crazy yeah but he doesn't have one of those thankfully he has a two-handed weapon so pretty easy to stay out of the way of that yeah yeah and you know you get a you get a true guards test with that with that bit um but again, Zelda has disappeared. Uh, and after we're done fighting these moblins, uh, we get sent to a random hallway. Yeah. And it's full of like likes. Oh, this one was annoying. They're electric like likes too. I remember dropping my weapon twice, my bow once. There are electric like likes. So in Breath of the Wild, there was a Thunder Helm that made you lightning proof. Rejuice Thunder Helm? rejuice Thunderhelm. yeah you yeah. can earn it by doing crudo stuff in this game there is also a thunder helm and we have not talked about how to get it yet <laughs> so the one thing i'm gonna say about it is that it makes this this hallway a a big pile of nothing <laughs> mm, <I laughs> there's, bet. there's no danger when the electricity doesn't do anything to you <laughs> so yeah if you get some of those helmets i mean there's one that makes you freeze proof as well and there's You know, fireproof armor. Like, there's ways to make the elemental, like, likes kind of useless. And if you get the Thunder Helm, uh, and and we will talk about that. That's in a later episode. It it makes this hallway very, very easy. That was my experience with it, to be honest. I just kind of strolled through. It wasn't, like, a risk to my life, but it was annoying to drop my weapon multiple times and have to pick it up. Yeah, I was yeah. just wearing my level two barbarian armor the whole time so I can hit stuff really hard. It's my general gameplay strat in Zelda. I see something mm-hmm. that has a health bar that I want to reduce that and I just hit it hard. Yeah. <laughs> my strat is to score more points than the opposing team. No matter what damage I take, <laughs> win the victory. Yeah, if I got to eat my whole 20 course meal in my back pocket, it's fine. I'm just going to hit it hard. Yeah. I got I'm plenty not, of right? ingredients. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. A lot of apples, a lot of apples. is right. Some baked, some not. It's fine. Some are in a stew, some simmered uh, fruit. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and this is the uh, the final one, where you know she she moves up to the uh, the actual throne room. Yeah, uh, dun, dun, dun. where we had our faded battle against Calamity Ganon one game ago. It is true. And so we can make our way up there. I mean. Again, you can you can follow any path you'd like. It is the castle. We've been here before a few times. And when you get there, you get this little this little speech from from Felda. Which is not what I'm <laughs> gonna call fake Zelda. Felda. And Felda kinda, you know, she says, Welcome to this room. Uh, like like I want to show you something. She kinda turns the entire room back in time to when it was sparkly and new. Uh, this view of the throne room was in the trailers. And people were so confused by it, and for good reason. Like, why are we back here? It's just an yeah, illusion. Pretty much. She asks us if it reminds you of your time here together, in, I don't know, some kind of like pull at Link's emotions. I guess is how I would say that. Like, it's just this character is now like kind of playing with Link and then says, Take a good look. It'll be the last thing you ever see, basically. And this, uh, that's where I'm like, Yiga? For a second, because I'm like, that's as cheesy
1: of a line as the Yiga always say. And what I really appreciate about this, this part is when they started the conversation off, they actually had the cheery Zelda in the beginning. She's like, welcome, Link. I have something to show you. And it, it was like, oh, this this could be Zelda, because it sounds like Zelda. And then when the conversation started to get you know, started to drag on a little bit more, and she started to take in every detail, and it's like the last thing you can see, her voice started to slowly, slowly sound more maniacal. I don't know if you guys picked up on that. And I well, really appreciated that because it was super nice. And then yeah. obviously, when, when she says, "You know, this is the last thing you'll ever see," she's like, "This is the
0: last to you?"
1: like a demon." Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was like a, almost like
2: it just transcended her voice just kept getting deeper, and it was really cool yeah her disposition went from the oh link all the way you know slowly down to the you know just she got darker and darker and her voice just reflected it it was pretty nicely done yeah Mm -hmm. and we get this reveal as felda transforms into the demon king's phantom saboteur phantom ganon before that isn't that when ganon appears yeah we actually see ganon yeah Ganondorf appears, like, in a vision or mist kind of behind her and is like, ho-ho, so here you are. Now, is this also when... Is it an hour later that the bros... No, the bros are later. Bros later? Yeah. You you go through this whole fight before the bros show up. Okay.
1: And we finally learn that Zelda is his puppet because he's like, did my puppet entertain you? she made it so easy to mislead you this whole time and keep you preoccupied with what I wanted you to do. And I think my favorite line about him or what he said is you will not live to see another sunrise. (laughs) So,
2: yeah, that's the last thing. It was yeah. kind of cool to see him refer to uh, Zelda or Felda as his puppet. And then you kind of see like she pretends like she has puppet strings and her two arms come up with like the elbow hanging down like strings on the wrist and the head kind of cocks to the side. Mm-hmm. Like it's like she's being controlled by a marionette. And then she just kind of slowly corrupt fades away and then Phantom Ganon. Yes. Phantom Saboteur. What's up?
1: This ain't Phantom Ganon's that we've been fighting with the Gloom Hands. No, this ain't none of them. This is Phantom Ganon. This is the yeah. Phantom Ganon. This the is Sergeant fighting. Ganon, <laughs> Sergeant Phantom Ganon.
2: Right. Yeah. It's funny because you go all across Hyrule, you can fight uh, like what five at a time. Like the Gloom Hands pop up, and I think there's five of them. Uh, and you you know you fight them down, and that's how you get into a Phantom Ganon fight out in the wild. Uh, In this case, you just get five phantom ganons. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, okay. I guess that. Yeah. This fight was a little crazy. Just going into it. I was like, I didn't expect them to throw. It was like a whole battlefield going on. You got five phantom ganons. You got me. You got all the the guardians that I got with me. All the spirits. Including one we haven't even talked about on the podcast yet. So this right. is like an actual whole battle, five v five MOBA style League of Legends combat going on here. <laughs> it was like, and then I'm just in the middle of it, trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Fa- phase one, uh, all the Phantom ganons have the same Gloom Sword, basically. I uh, now have five of. They're yeah, they're attacking <laughs> you head on. <laughs> uh and you you know it's just it's it's basically like one of those fights that you get into if you were to go around with the uh uh monster control group it's like it ends up being a big npc battle where you're kind of just one of the players if you have all Mm -hmm. your guardians out all your sages out i should say um you do make a good point that you could have the fifth sage at this point but that's you know it's not as much a spoiler as it used to be, but it is still technically spoiler for the fact that we haven't talked about that section <laughs> of the game either. <laughs> but by the end of this, we're going to know there's another sage. Right. Yeah, that's going to be pretty much the end of the episode. We'll talk about that a little bit more.
1: I want to make uh, one correction, because it was, it was, I think, the most annoying and the hardest aspect to this fight is, so they started with the Gloom Swords, but I don't know if you remember... But if, like, you were fighting one and then they did, like, a teleport, they actually would reappear with a different weapon. And I remember specifically fighting this dude, like, one-on-one while the other dudes were fighting the other guys. And he, like, disappeared, went five feet back and spawned with a gloom hammer and then just jump attacked me and knocked me out. And um, I was like, are you kidding me, bro?
2: I don't remember you that. Know, in phase that, one. That does make in phase one. I did have one bow drop instead of a sword. So I think Anthony's right. I don't think they always change weapon when they they teleport, but I think they can because one of my dudes they definitely all had swords in the beginning, and then one of them when they died had a bow. Gotcha. In phase one, right? And I just yeah, I remember that being like so annoying because
1: you'd be, you'd get used to one dude's like play style and his like the timing of dodging their attacks and then he just switches weapons on you and you're like, oh great new timing. Got it.
2: Yeah. Hmm. But aside from that, once you take down all five, the health bar up top should be about halfway down. And then we go into the second phase of the fight. Yeah. In the which is hard. phase, we got a couple new things happening. Uh, For starters, they, they show you right off the bat. Like I think the camera even focuses on it. One of the Phantom Ganons will become the leader Phantom Ganon that is spreading gloom all around the battlefield, uh, like just kind of dripping off of him in all directions, kind of like if you were to fight one out in the wild, just all across the floor. Uh, if you attack them directly, it will reabsorb that gloom, which is you know probably your best strat for clearing, you know, some floor space. Uh, but that's just one of the new mechanics. The other one is that all five. Of your enemies will kind of randomly cycle to a different one of the gloom weapons. Um, I think it's even like if after Much you get enough of them, they just kind of all poof at the same time and reposition with the new weapons. Yeah, and it does make the fight quite a bit harder with not only the change in timing, but also the fact that they all do that same change uh, and reset themselves in a way. And they're not always all using line. the same weapon. They can be using, like, some could be have a sword, some could have a hammer, one could have a bow. Yeah. It's even more annoying. Yeah. yeah. I think also when the gloom is spreading on the ground, uh, the first time I didn't attack the one in the back. I just, there was one like coming after me, so I just finished that one off. And then the same thing happened. All the gloom went away. So if you finish okay. off any of them, I think it gets rid of it. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Usually in this game, if something is. Is spreading gloom from their feet. If you hit them, that gloom goes back to them without like you don't have to defeat them for it to happen. You just have to do deal damage mm. to kind of reset the reset the floor a bit. Every other time they went to do it after that, I like went after that guy first and just smacked him and did that. <laughs> but the first time I just kind of let the gloom spread to see how far it would go and all that and ended up beating another one and ending gotcha. it. And then I was like, I bet I could've done that better. Gotcha. 100 percent people don't read so after we get him down to uh all the way down on his health uh you know we win the fight and the uh phantom ganon starts rising in the air like a puppet and we start hearing from you, you know a ganondorf ganon-esque voice again that says it appears that the power is granted to you by re by uh, not read you wow Whoa, for Raru. my, ra, Raru's arm isn't all there is to you, but there isn't much more than that. Yeah. So, so basically he gives you the, the most underhanded compliment he could think of. <laughs> I'm saying you're being carried by that arm, but I guess you're doing a tiny bit more. Right. Like fight, fighting you was harder than just fighting Raru. Like it's like, oh thanks. I guess. And then he tries to launch an attack at us. Yeah, he sends like four streams specifically of of gloom right at us it's pretty much yeah. like the same stuff that wrecked us in the beginning of the game when we got the arm he tries to he's do trying it to do end. it again yeah and this is when we got the bros <laughs> this time all of our sages appear in the flesh that's not, right not just you know their uh their avatar spirits just you know actual them show up to dispel each one cuts off like one of these gloom tendrils, uh, and protects us in the long run. It's kind of funny that they could all do that with their regular weapons, but the Master Sword done shattered the first time it came across it. But, hey, right. whatever. <laughs> it's the power of friendship, Hans. Power of friendship. Plus, he split his power into, like, four different things. The first time, it was just one, and it was all in that one. Yeah, it was a pretty big, chonky beam of that stuff in the beginning. Yeah. He's really letting him have the business. Uh, so then ganondorf is uh you know he's he's surprised that none of us even though we're all here fighting together he doesn't really care much about that but he is uh he is surprised that we don't seem to recognize him mm-hmm. he's he says like, that the guys... secret stones like information passing t- ability yeah secret stones, uh, stones is not is not infallible it's not perfect yeah he's like it seems like there's some limits to the to the wisdom or to the intelligence that they impart Which I'm guessing is the only clue we have as to why Ganondorf knows so much about, like, Link and Zelda's relationship, even though he's been sealed underground all this time, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, there's, I mean, listen, like, we know that he was there in the past and everything, and that he had some kind of interaction with Zelda back then, but I don't think that she was just telling him all about uh, memories that they had at Hyrule Castle together. Right. Right. You know, it just, the puppet Zelda having that information, I'm guessing that's supposed to be chalked up to a secret stone imparting knowledge, you know, no. story beat, but I don't know. It's
1: just never explained. It could just be that he somehow managed to like eavesdrop or overlisten to conversations maybe between Zelda and Rauru or uh link in, you know, the present time with other people as Zelda, like trying to get eavesdropping information. So he could have just overheard it as well. He, could, he has eyes and ears everywhere, man. Yeah. I also think this is the actual first time, even though like, you know, everyone playing the game already knows who he is. But I think it's the first time he actually properly introduces himself outside of a memory as who he is Ganondorf.
2: Yeah. He says that, uh, yeah, and he he mentions, like, your your ancestors have only delayed my ascension. Uh, And then he shows everybody in the room a memory of his conquest of Hyrule back in the day. Yeah, he's like, hey, guys, check this out. You see him summoning all the guys—the Lionels, the Henoxes, the Moblins—and he just makes an army charging across Hyrule Field with him at the front with his horse throwing out beams of corruption energy. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do that again." Was it a horse? Like, was it a horse with like crazy armor? I remember. It, something I think really it was. Yeah, and it also had like a like a metal kind of spear spike coming out of the front of it, like how they would have in combat to ram into somebody with. Okay. Yeah, it was definitely armored out. Looked very peak for combat. Right. I thought it it almost looked Rhino-esque. Like I guess I don't hundred percent know that it was a horse. It was something beastly. that looked like a horse. It, it didn't was see beastly. it for too long. It was pretty beastly. Yeah. This was this was a memory that I didn't re-watch, uh, but I know that one of our episodes we want to do a movie night kind of like we did with breath of the wild and in that i know we'll revisit this because i'm pretty sure it gets saved as a memory uh-huh. um so we can talk about it again when we get to that in the meantime uh we all come back from this memory and ganondorf just kind of leaves yep. he's like he's like the, the you know this is a world that once was and will be again and then he's he just kind of like disappears um Tulin has a line here uh, that's like, wait, so that stuff in the past really happened? And I'm like, Tulin, you mm-hmm. got to start believing in some of these stories, man. I mean, we already proved that the whole, you know, skyship was a real thing back in your hometown. Right? right. We've we listened to the story from the sages four times together. <laughs> you, st- you still in disbelief? Yeah, he's right. been there since the beginning. He has the secret stone. He does have that. Man. He's wearing he, it. You should know. He should be getting at least some knowledge imparted to him, right? So you think he'd at least have the inkling that it's real? Maybe, <laughs> he's like, maybe wow, it it's all real, real, huh? Maybe it only actually imparts the knowledge if you stick it in your forehead. Like, some maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Or it's a slow trickle thing over time. Maybe he just needs to go to Hyrule
1: Library and get a, get a bouquet shield. He needs some knowledge. <laughs> get that bookcase no, bow tool my favorite line from Riju, possibly, next, where she's literally just like Sasuke. She's pulling a ninja ninja smarts out. She's like, wait, hold on. He must not be at his full strength if he just fleed instead of finishing off.
2: Yeah. yeah. He's like, "You know, he was able to attack you guys the one time, but he didn't stick around once he saw everyone was all together. He, he bounced. He's like, she, he must not be back to full power yet. And I was like, oh... So let's regroup and figure out what we're going to do next. Yeah, it's a good take inference on her part. If Ganon know, right? could just take them all out, he probably would. So seeing that he can't, that might She's be their time to strike. Battle smarts. That's right. Yeah. She's the general. <laughs> Best rates. So we get... Yeah. <laughs> Go to the general and save some time. It's also cool to see that her
1: kind a of... Kind of, uh... Take up the mantle of Urbosa a little bit as Urbosa was very battle smart. She's kind of like mirroring that a little bit. And she's quite young too. She
2: yeah, it's, to it's a Gerudo thing. They're, they're the battle women, the warrior mm-hmm. women. They're ready for it. Yeah. She's got that, them Gibdo fighting strats. <laughs> got she, the senses. She, she knows a decrepit corpse when she sees one. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> what? <I think> so. <laughs>
1: So, Ganondorf could just be King Gibdo.
2: I mean, in a way, pretty Gosh. much. He's a mummy. Did he? Super strong. Now, not, did he marry Queen Gibdo, or is it just kind of like a title? I don't want to think about that. Okay. Unless Queen Gibdo
1: was possibly like a Gerudo at one point until witchcraft, maybe.
2: Yeah, witchcraft, maybe. Ah. Listen, we all have different ways of reviving, some of us. Um, absorb dark power from the, the depths of uh, Hyrule, and others just build ourselves a chrysalis <laughs> turn into a beautiful moth out in the desert. Yes, beautiful. I'm going to start calling Ganon Memuem over here as the king of the bug people. As <laughs> a hunter X hunter call. I, I, You know, that was my first guess, but I was hesitant to voice it. <laughs> yeah. That's the king what? of the ants sounds like the chimera king the name his mother gave him it's right. a great name so onward back to HQ we do end up regrouping Uh this time you know we talked to Pura and she kind of gets back around to the important thing she wanted to talk to us about I think actually you know what I don't think she but actually she does the recap. she's the recapper
1: she recaps everything for you she's like oh well this is what happened there right She's like, yeah, well, you he's definitely Princess Zelda's an imposter. You definitely fought the the you know? that was in the imprisoning war and you definitely did that. And so I, I don't know, yeah. man. Like And then know? isn't
2: isn't Riju the one that pipes up with the the next bit? I'm not Is sure it? who brings it up. I think it was Riju brings up and says, Wait, when we saw them fighting, like the sages fighting against Ganon, there was six. They, yeah. There's six sages. Including Raru. So Link is kind of Raru in this situation. Right. And then, like, so, so we're missing a sage. And then it kind of goes back and zooms in on all the different sages that we've seen so far and shows the last one that we've no idea of. Right. Uh, so if you've watched other memories again, because, you know, the game's not linear, you don't have to do things in the order that we podcast about them. Um, you would know who this character is. Um they are in fact another Zoni as you might have been able to tell by the appearance of this character. <laughs> mm-hmm. They even have a mask on their head that looks a lot like the I think the chest plate that Raru tends to wear. So they are they're the only two official Zoni that we know about in the game as I mean at, up to this point anyway. Isn't Raru's uh, wife a different one though? I don't think Raru is really in Oh, yeah, Raru's R- 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 wife was Sonia. She was a Hyrulean. guys. We did him dirty. It wasn't Riju.
1: It was bro, bro. He's oh. the one who had the epiphany of it was one more sage' Sidon bro, bro Sidon Sidon, yeah,, mm. I just looked up the official like text. I'm like, oh man, we almost missed Sidon's most important smart moment.
2: I just went with what you guys were saying because I did not remember who brought it up. He's contributing. He's contributing. Look at my man. Tulan contributed by not not believing that things were real until that moment. (coughs) Reju contributed with the war strats. Sidon contributed with remembering the memory and um you know Yonobo's there. Yonobo is yeah. there for emotional support, I guess. I don't, <laughs> Y-nobo,
1: I don't think has a single line in any of this. Wait, no, Yonobo is just like Hulk and Marvel when they tell him to go fight, he just smash. So it's just like Yonobo go smash, and he's like, I <laughs> That's
2: I'm what just, the Gorons are there for. Yeah. I'm just I'm just here to be a sturdy foundation. So And uh, uh, in my case, I also got told that <laughs> I mean, should we? Since I, I already, we're a couple of us might already have the, the sage. I got, I got told to go find the master sword, because oh. I never did that. Oh, <laughs> hilarious! Okay.
1: Oh. See, I got told to go find the sage,
2: because I, I got had the master sword. <laughs> they, they were impressed with me that I already found the sage. <laughs> they told me to go find. They're like, oh, this guy's set. Yeah, they told me to go to go fight the boss. They were like they're like, what are you doing here? You should have just went underground while you were there. They're like, just go finish this, man. You did everything. Come on. You almost Not found it. every cave in the region. Come on, man.
1: You charted a full topography map if I rule.
2: Yeah, they were because this is this is officially where the four phenomena mission ends and where the fifth sage mission begins. Um, if you already have the fifth sage, it's immediately completed. Uh, it is basically another natural phenomenon's worth of com- content. So it's really funny to have it be opened and closed all at once like that. Yeah. Um, and one of like three different people will tell you to find the Master Sword in general. I mean, I know that the the great Deku Tree will... Um, Pura will right here, and then the fifth sage will when you finally meet them. So, you know, a lot of people want you to find that if you already have it, it doesn't even come up as much in conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. So, they're like, You should go see the Deku tree. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, Yeah, uh, yeah. But do you really do you have, have to though? No, I haven't gone to the Lost Woods at all in this oh, game yet. Okay. I missed that that episode that we did, so I didn't get around to doing it. The, uh, okay. the deco tree like gives you hints, but doesn't actually tell you what to do. That's what the game's telling me to do. Yeah,
1: if I remember correctly, didn't the Deku tree kind of like mark a location for you to check out? I don't. Maybe or something. He, he marked something for you to like get more facts or info from. I believe. Yeah, I mean, there's clues all
2: around, but it's... it's a, the Deku Tree yeah. is who everyone tells me to go to, so if he doesn't give me something to go on, I would have no idea what to do next. He he will he will give you something to go on. I just don't know how useful it'll be on its own. Um, yeah. It might be just a lead to more steps, but, you know. I don't want to give too much away if you ain't done it yet. That's That's a special kind of friend-to-friend, no-spoiler zone. I ain't done it yet. Okay. I got that travel medallion though. Nice. And I got two charges on and not quite all three. (laughs) That'll help. All right. Right. So we get this new mission. Pure even says, Hey, I'm going to probably look at some of the, you know, we should all scatter back to our hometowns, figure out if we can find any more information on this fifth stage, where it could possibly be. I think she even says that she's going to visit Kakariko. Um, which is kind of your hint that that might be a good place to go. Like she, I think she even mentions, like, didn't some ruins fall over there? Maybe they know something. I think she actually—I—I I could be wrong on this, but I believe she told
1: you to go see what's her face—the new Paya. I mean, if yeah, if I don't know if you want to say village chief, but village—the new village chief, uh, Paya.
2: and I think she tells you to go see her. Yeah, because you can help out. And that will be uh, that'll actually be where our next episode goes as well. We'll be to Kakariko Uh, because not only are there ring ruins there, but there's a bunch of other things that happen in the town that are a little just more minor. But one of the major themes of that town were these ruins that you didn't have full access to because of Felda. Uh, Felda told them not to investigate, like not to get anywhere near the last set of ruins because they were still floating in the air, and it, it was like, "Oh, don't touch those; they'll fall and like they'll hurt somebody or something like that." <laughs> so, so the whole town's been staying away from them. But now that you all know, you all know about fake Zelda, uh, you might actually be able to go finish your investigation. So, mm. yeah, man, Felda's I'm thinking, out the way.
1: I'm thinking Felda needs to be a new Smash Bros. character.
2: <laughs> and I got and speaking of um characters that are in Kakariko, just real quick, I'm just gonna throw this out as like a as a as a tease for next episode. I got a bone to pick with a couple of them characters. Oh, I could I could go straight what, off tell what, you. Where. One specifically Man, just make some soup. <laughs> Bro, what? What? I don't know. I don't know. Soup. The the tea's gonna be hot. We're spilling it next Mm -hmm. episode. (laughs) Gotta get him out of here. Yeah, we gotta get him out of here. But, uh, yeah. So, so we are, we're done. We're done with this section. I don't know if you guys have any final thoughts on it, any additional bits. I mean, I, I thought that it was kind of cool that they did a, um, like a, like a basically a demon masquerading as, you know, the princess. That was kind of cool.
1: My Um, thoughts on this part where we learn obviously that Zelda is Felda if you didn't already assume that at any other point in the game my thoughts are both in lore and why the developers did not choose Ganondorf's a master manipulator right and he's been shown to be a master manipulator cause great crises like all over uh, Hyrule which he did do but he only pretended to be Zelda I don't know what his rules of, like, transfiguration are, but, like, is it, like, he takes a hair from Zelda or, like, you know, he has to have something or, like, he can just transform because I could think of a whole bunch more characters that he could transform into to cause even more chaos across Hyrule. But we only see Felda. So it's kind of, I feel like, it could have been a cooler addition if the developers added it, if he just had, like, more characters that are causing chaos throughout Hyrule and you have to kind of solve those as well. I know it was the focus on Zelda, but it was just kind of like a cool tidbit they could have added.
2: Well, you see, the thing is, the Yiga are already doing that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to associate himself with the Yiga that heavily. Uh, he's like, oh, the Yiga are doing it, I, I'm not
1: going to stoop myself as
2: low. No, I think, I mean, honestly, he found he found the one player in this game that has enough influence to wreak havoc but also um he knows that there's some kind of established relationship between him and the only name he has to look out for uh because everybody in the past was so confident that you know a bajillion years in the future somebody named link would defeat him so he's probably trying to find a strategy specifically for us i don't think he really cared about the rest of hyrule as much that's true he was, uh, he was scared shaking
1: in his boots from
2: Link. Yeah, so he wasn't... I think he was more trying to wreak havoc for Link than for all of Hyrule. But as his schemes often do, they only serve to strengthen us in our journey. <laughs> as we get a heart container from the fight. Yeah. So. It was a cool thing, actually. I didn't expect to get a heart container from beating Phantom Ganon. I didn't yeah. either. I don't know. I mean, it seems like a weird place to find it, right? I'm like, five dudes, yeah. one heart. I'm like, what is this? uh I
1: mean it was a battle gauntlet. I feel like you should be rewarded with something at the end. You're even rewarded
2: from Coliseums with good stuff, so Could have used a hook shot. <laughs> I mean, I agree with a reward. I just didn't expect it to be a heart container. True. But I mean then I thought back and I was like, it was a boss, so I guess it's not that odd, but I don't know. Speaking of being in the um
1: castle room, Cameron, did you get the the gear in the
2: The castle throne room i mean Mm. since you was there and all and it would have been mad convenient right i think i already searched through the castle so i didn't look again if it was something i missed
1: yeah it was in the the toppity top throne room i think i got that the first time oh okay okay. because that's a that's a good piece of set right there the champion's armor yeah set callback armor man
2: but i'm all about that barbarian though me hit hard yeah once once you have armor that you like like why ever change it unless you unless i'm climbing if i'm climbing and i know i'm gonna need like yeah. to get somewhere that's difficult to get to even yes. with max stamina i'll throw on climbing set or as much of it as i have anyways yeah that that was more of a joke because i change my outfit all the time oh i really um, don't rarely i'll change to the gliding gear and obviously if i'm in a hot place or cold place but normally i'm just always in barbarian armor. Yeah, I'm I'm usually still stealth armor, even though it's a legacy armor, because I just want to be able to snatch bugs out of the air as I run around without worrying about them flying away. Mm. Yeah, it is nice. It Otherwise, is if, I'm, if I'm climbing, you'll catch me in my climbing gear. If I'm swimming, you'll catch me in my Zora gear. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. every if, Man, I'm, if I'm flying through the skies, you'll see me rocking the the Zora glide outfit, you know? Like there's or the Zonai Glide outfit, sorry but um yeah it's all it's all situational and it's all crazy that Lincoln can carry that much my man's got 30 full course meals he's got an entire closet he's got you know everything from all the weapons to the shields to the bows and the giant armor room all just yeah. on his person He's got, like, six pockets, and each pocket is its own dimension for one type of thing. That's, like,
1: Ben Link's staple, man. He, like, shrinks things down to, like, the size of a penny when he, like, puts it in his backpack.
2: I just got reminded of Majora's mask because I was like, man, you think the size of his inventory would be, like, a tool or something useful? Like, maybe you get to the final boss and you could just, like, throw all your clothes around the room to distract him (laughs) or something, you know, like... (laughs) Like, huzzah, 10,000 apples. Like, you didn't expect it. And now you can't see me. I'm just, so just <laughs> I'm concealed in. By, the, by the fruit. <laughs> um, you just crush them under 3,000 rupees. And then I remembered that in Majora's Mask, there's actually an entire moon zone where you're just handing these, like, happy mask children all of your masks in order to gain entry into their mini games. Yeah. And um, so they have done that. They have kind of. You know, use the, the massive inventory for something that wasn't actually the use of the items themselves. Kind of funny. hmm And wait till we get to Majora's Mask. That's like our end game strategy. That's like one of our last games. I know. It's a tight game. So good. It's so, so good. So much
1: lore, so much thinking, so much creativity, so much we could say. So much creepy. The elegy of emptiness. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The Nick, Nick Cage link statue. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. Uh, that, that is our episode, though. If you guys don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and close this one out. We don't. All right. Thank you all for listening. This has been A for No, B for Yes. If you'd like to reach out to us or leave a review on the page, feel free to do that. Uh, you can reach out to us on our email or on our website page. That'll be in the description as usual. But otherwise, we will be going towards that fifth stage next time with a trip to Kakariko to start us off. We will catch you then on the next episode of A for No, B for Yes.
0: Did you get all that?
2: In here, just popping in. I wanted to give an acknowledgement to some of the responses we've got to some of our uh, episode questions. These you'll find usually on Spotify as like a poll or a um, just a, a feeler question about. Uh, Usually something now related to the episodes, but a lot of them were just simply, what do you think of (laughs) the podcast? Uh, We did actually get one submission as well through our website recently, so I just want to cover some of those real quick. Unfortunately, it is just me right now, but if there are questions or things that I think apply to the other hosts of the show, I will bring it up with them as well. So just a few shout-outs here. On uh, one of our recent episodes, uh, start of this year, we actually did a Best Place of 2023 and we asked you the listener what your best plays were and we got two responses one from Colton says that uh his best plays were Tekken 3, Metal Gear Solid, uh Wind Waker, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, Star Wars Battlefront 2. I love that game. Uh Skyward Sword HD, Super Smash Bros Ultimate, Link's Awakening HD, Bowser's Fury and uh he also gave a shout out to Lincoln Bingus which is Kind of a joke from our Skyward Sword episodes uh, back in, what, season three? That was a ways back. (laughs) Good lineup here. I'm not sure how many of those fighting games you actually played on a Nintendo system. I'm sure Star Wars Battlefront 2 was a more recent, probably like a PlayStation or a PC or something like that. But yeah, awesome list. And then we got a response from Ganondorf. Um, This person is, I think they've changed their name a few times Uh, Ganondorf has given us a bunch of positive feedback on some of our episodes Um, always appreciated Uh, and this one he uh, he mentions that his favorite plays were the uh, Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope Wreckfest and Need for Speed Unbound I'm not super familiar like I haven't actually played any of those games I don't think So it's definitely a cool list to look into. I've heard the Mario and Rabbit series is really good. I've played some Need for Speed games in general. Uh, I tend to enjoy those as well. And I have to look into what Wreckfest is, but that sounds like a party. So then moving on to some older responses. Uh, uh, We had another response from Ganondorf asking which of the Legend of Zelda games is our favorite. Uh, this is an interesting one because we tried, at least when we started the series, the podcast, to um, at the end of each season do like a a top list, like our top X amount of games. And we have kind of fallen off of that tradition. I'm going to see if we can get back on it at the end of this game. I think it'd be really interesting to see where our lists have gone now that we're five games in. I, I can tell you that my favorite Legend of Zelda game is the Ocarina of Time Uh, just it's the one that holds the most nostalgia for me. It's the one that introduced me to games that have an actual in-depth, complex storytelling, uh, whether it's just from the settings, the characters, um, the way they interact uh, that go beyond surface level. And so I've always just held a special place uh, for for the Ocarina of Time. Uh, It's one of my favorite games to talk about. That's why we started the series with it. Um, And it, you know... Uh, honestly, I could do a whole nother podcast on just that game. I'm going to let the other guys speak for themselves when the opportunity arises. So we got an email submission from Luke. Uh, Luke just gave us some positive feedback here. It says, I love this podcast so much. I'm only on season two. Keep up the good work. Yeah, I, uh, I'm. I'm glad that you are enjoying it. I will say that our tone does change a bit. Moving, I mean, season one and two, I feel like we're very similar. Season three, four, four and five, I feel like are, are different feel. I don't remember. I mean, season three, I think we started to kind of loosen up a bit, but there is still a few episodes in that one where you'll get some some heavy analysis and some um some good discussion from that. But yeah, uh, I think once we get back to more traditional Zelda games, we'll probably go back to doing more literary analysis. It's really hard to do with the open world games because uh, the story just tends to be a little more shallow in those games, to be honest. So uh, there's been less for us to talk about lately, but more game to cover. So it uh, kind of balances out in that way. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for, for your submissions, for all of the feedback you've been giving us. We're, honestly, we've been seeing growth not only in numbers, but in engagement. And that's that's very much appreciated. Hopefully we can do, uh, you know, I, I mean, the dream is that one day we'll be able to do mailbox episodes and just talk about, um, you know, ideas and and feedback and things that you guys send in. But till then, I'll just pop in every once in a while like this. I'll probably share some stuff with the guys uh, and we'll go we'll go from where we're at. Um, but yeah, you all have a good few weeks. and We'll catch you on the next episode.
0: Peace out.